1: <laughs> yeah just making sure the, the big the red light's on so we okay
0: are yeah <laughs> oh so yes
1: mine mm-hmm. there, there you go it's like a fit like we're in a studio recording that's <laughs> what i was just thinking yes <laughs> like the mm-hmm. big red light recording um yeah so so i was telling you and we'll tell all the listeners and they'll but probably by the time they hear this they'll already know that uh, we're gonna we got commercials on our podcast now what do you think about that, right? I, I, I we well, had the opportunity, you know what? I always
0: say, show me yeah. the money. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, we had. Well, it's kind of weird. I, I got the notification that uh, uh, we we had commercials on now, and I went and listened. And the uh, Home Depot was one of the commercials at the beginning of one of our podcasts, one of our older episodes, because they're they're putting them in there, and I'm thinking. Man, wait till Home Depot finds out they're they're paying us. <laughs> they might they might close up shop. Well, you never know, right? I don't know. <laughs> but so, you said
0: we got like seventy cents, right?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, the,
1: well yeah, Jason sent me a text and said, Hey, look, we've made seventy cents so far. So yeah. Hey. So apparently commercials on Spotify and everything pay about like songwriting does. Probably. No, actually, they do pay a lot better because the the number of spins and the downloads uh, would not be equal in payment. I wouldn't have made 70 cents. I'd have made like three cents. So, if that for my songwriting. So, no matter how bad or good it is. So, that's, so why that's I'm kind of a songwriter. <laughs> so, that's kind of a little exciting news to share. And we want to share there's somebody is now officially on Twitter, right? I mean, you were always yeah. on Twitter, but now there's an official OZARK That's right. Howler Twitter page. That's right. Mm-hmm. So you want to tell everybody what, what
0: the handle well, what's is? That? So, like, Hold on. Let me see what I just had it up. It's at your, at your, Y-O-U-R, OZARK, O-Z-A-R-K Howler, H-O-W-L-E-R. Because somebody had OZARK Howler, so...
1: Isn't that crazy that somebody had Ozark when
0: uh, You when... know, I don't know. You know, every time I've tried to come up with something catchy, uh, like so many things in life, somebody else already had it.
1: But do you think, because you've been the Ozark collar now for two and a half years.
0: Have yeah, but somebody probably had it before me, right? I mean, there was uh, a, uh, well, I mean, why wouldn't they be?
1: Right? I guess, I mean. I don't know I don't i, I why, but why would somebody be the Ozark? I mean it's kind of a strange thing to just have
0: well, I, you, well but what I'm saying is I mean I can't be the only one the aliens might have been here before, who knows what what
1: you know i I guess what do you mean you guess I mean, I don't know I mean i what's that got to do with the Ozark howler
0: <laughs> but, well what he, I'm saying is I can't be the only howler can I.
1: Well, I mean, I, why would somebody else call themselves the Ozark
0: Because I maybe, know. I mean, maybe they're, maybe they're, you know, uh, people are of the impression that the Wright brothers first threw, flew at Kitty Hawk, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And now we know that they really did. They weren't the first people. I think there was a, some Frenchmen that flew. And then somebody... Where was Kitty Hawk? South Carolina?
1: North Carolina. It's right okay, there. I think, right somebody, there. Yeah, right there I think somebody,
0: and I could be wrong, you're in Ohio, I think somebody around where Wright-Patterson is now, that's one of the allures of it, beat them there.
1: Yeah, but that's where they're from. They're from Dayton.
0: Yeah, but I'm, what I'm saying is I think somebody, sh- somebody beat them in the air.
1: Like somebody in their own neighborhood beat them. <laughs>
0: Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. First in flight. I'm gonna look it up right here. Why are we even on this?
1: What I'm I, saying is maybe it's because you're flying to Europe this weekend and we're talking you know, you're thinking about flying and you're in your debt.
0: <laughs> no Well, I, okay. you know, maybe I try not to, you know, I watched one of them air disasters the other day and they were having to go to Paris, same place I'm going. I thought, holy cow. How about, I got guy, to thinking, well,
1: hmm? how about the guy that, that landed the plane in Florida this week? When the, the pilot no has, experience, the guy's no experience. Yeah, I don't think
0: that would be as hard as you know. You only need two of three things to fly, right?
1: Good weather and what? No, nope.
0: altitude, Good. airspeed, and brains. Any combination of two of those three, you can fly. Because if you got an altitude and airspeed, you're flying. If you got altitude and brains, you can get air airspeed. And if you got airspeed and brains, you can get altitude. So. I don't want to take anything away from the guy, but it was, uh, you know, it was a big single, wasn't it? It wasn't a twin. I think it was a big single engine, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it
1: was just a regular plane. Yeah,
0: you know, I mean, anybody with a little flight simulator, anybody who can play COD or video games could probably do it. I mean, you do drive a postal truck that barely runs, so you could probably do it. (laughs) Why, haven't you ever yet? Hey, he was old it enough was, if he drove with a carburetor, because you remember them day carburetor days where you kind of had to oh, milk yeah. the carburetor. So did not too much was uh, was would kill it, not enough would kill it. Remember those days? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why you should. That's why you should only fly with pilots from the nineties. If they remember the nineties, if they were driving in the eighties, you know, a Ford with a vin, variable Venturi carburetor or something, then they'd be okay. My brother was leaving Bozeman yesterday get my days mixed up here he was going bozeman to dallas to columbia missouri and they had had a bird strike leaving bozeman montana and he said <clears throat> there was no sully in his deal because there's no water in bozeman montana he said they hit a big bird in the airbus 317 or three twenty three nineteen three twenty, 320 and he said buddy you knew it because they hit a bird they hit a bird, and not only to hit a bird, it was it, it bird went in the engine. So he said immediately it started shimmering, you know, like shaking like a, a truck on a washboard.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, gravel road, washboard on a gravel road, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then he said you yeah. could tell the guy was fighting it because that engine, I guess, quit or whatever. And he said you could smell it burning. He don't know if it was the the bird burning or the engine burning or everything and then it kept wanting to slow the that side, I guess, kept wanting to pull back. Does that make sense? So you could tell the guy was, was fighting the wheel or the, the steering or whatever to keep it straight because it kept wanting to drag. And he came oh, yeah. right on the box and said, we're turning around, we hit a bird in case y'all
1: realize it. So Well, the, so well, the, guys, this, huh? the guy that the guy that uh, saved that plane the other day, the it was diving, and he, and they asked, I saw the interview, and he climbed up. They oh, I didn't them. think it was diving. I thought he yeah. was just, you know, like on oh. autopilot or something. No, oh, the guy had a had a medical issue, and it started, you know, descending or whatever, and he said, I knew I couldn't panic, because he goes, I knew if I pulled back on whatever that was, what is that that levels you yoke? out? Or, on the yoke? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or whatever. He said I had to be... I, he goes, I knew I couldn't just yank it back or I'd stall the engine. So right. He goes, I just had to be slow and steady. And the lady's like, well, weren't you nervous? And he goes, Not, my heart didn't start beating fast until I got on the ground. He goes, because I knew there was no point in being nervous up there because we'd just end up dead if I was. I'm like, wow. Well, that probably, <laughs>
0: yeah, well, hey, you know, that's what are you going to do? I, Panic kills,
1: I, Right? I guess. That's, I mean, it's amazing what people can do under pressure like that. You yeah, know, I think. I, I know well, you've got training. No, do I don't have, have any. Up. I mean, I've got a no. Little, I mean, little, just uh, gener- in general, I turn turn on some switches. <laughs> but Just uh, in general, you have training to perform under pressure. Well,
0: you know, I'm a, right? I'm a, I'm a I'm a full I'm a full colonel in a video game, a flying video game, but that's a whole
1: other story. Listen, there's some guys that did a lot of damage. I've
0: got did forty. It? I've got like four thousand, and I'm not making stuff. I got like four thousand flight hours on a video game I, I bought for my kid about twelve years ago, ten years ago, and uh, it really depresses me. I have quit playing it for a while because I thought, just think what I could do. That's like two years worth of work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now I played three or four hours a day when my kids were little, little. Especially my oldest boy. We played video games. I mean, every night, every night. You know,
1: two three f- hours, huh? Yeah, I never did. I never did that. Yes, I think the last, the last new video game I ever bought was uh, Madden Ninety Three for my Sega. okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're missing the boat. I mean, my son did it. Excuse me. My youngest son was bored the other day, and you know, it's usually we're working on four wheelers or something. He's blown up, tore up, or something. And he said, "I said you bored," and he said, "Yeah." And I said, "Look, I said I'll tell you what. I gotta run your sister up to school for for something, some school related activity." And So when I get home, we'll go down and play some COD. We'll go play some zombies. He said, "Okay."
1: So, what's that like a zombie, like shoot 'em up game or something? Oh yeah, first
0: that per- first person shooter. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the kind of supposed to warp your brains and make you a
1: bad kid. Well, I could see how it could the wrong kid. It could, you know. Back in the day, bad kids used to just smoke cigarettes, and you know now they're shooting up schools. <laughs> Or grocery stores, or whatever. Or whatever that kid did in Buffalo,
0: I you know I don't even know. I seen where his family said that he was suffered from COVID paranoia, and after that, I just I just shut it off because.
1: Uh, well, I heard I heard the uh, prosecutor. I saw a uh, interview with the prosecutor, and he said that they they had word that last year he had maybe threatened to. Uh, shoot up or do something at the school you attended. And I'm thinking, you know, in this day and age, if somebody does that stuff, why aren't we getting them some mental help? You know, I mean, obviously you're not you know, you're not there. They claim we're oh, reason why they're not getting mental help. Yeah, I've heard a
0: lot, heard a lot of that. That Yeah, he that defunded it. all the institutions they used to be in. I mean, I, don't know, I told you some of my Osage City stories about, you know, the just the mental incapacitation that that people had, and
1: well, he yeah. st- he started in California in the '60s, and there is a number of certified serial killers that didn't get help or were let out of the help they were getting.
0: Hold on a second, that. Up-
1: let me rephrase this i know that
0: you try to see the good in everybody right you i do you you being the nashville person that you are you use rose colored glasses on every situation yep okay but you can't use the term serial killer and help in the same sentence right
1: i'm sure i can why can't i
0: because the only help those people need is to the afterlife (laughs) That's the only help those people need
1: well the, the one guy was in and i can't remember it might have been ed kemper who uh, who was a terror i mean terrible terrible dude and but he i and I'm not saying it was him, but I think it was was actually in the one of those mental health facilities in california and uh, they cut they closed him down to make them all privately owned. You know, where it, so so you had to pay out of your own pocket to be in there and this guy's family could not afford to to have him in there and once he got out then he didn't get any help. Yeah, Charlie. Just right down the tubes. Right. Well I, I just I don't know about helping him. You know, you, you know, well, well, I agree. Some people, there's probably no, there's just no helping them. But um, like, you know, I don't know. Would would that kid have, if he had gotten some kind of help, went, went ahead and drove, however, three and a half hours to shoot up a bunch of people? I don't know. I mean, I got to believe that everybody, there's a chance to help everybody. Right. Those well, are my I... rose-colored glasses
0: that's exactly what i was going to say it is the rose colored glasses um what's so special about hero bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to 11 grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving made with natural ingredients hero bread supports gut health promotes weight management and helps maintain blood sugar Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls.
1: Head to hero.co to shop today. It's, well, speaking about helping somebody, I had somebody add, send me a message and wanted us to help them out and figure out the episode where you told the story about the guy that uh, died in the trailer. And uh, was seeping into the floor, and I think I think maybe they mixed up two episodes. I think maybe there's the story. I could
0: have told them. I I could have told them wrong.
1: I think think that's two stories though. I think that's two different stories. So I'm going to try to uh, try to find that episode and uh, play it as a best of here in the next couple weeks for the for the for the John. Uh huh. 'Cause I think he's talking I think he's talking about the one where the guy seeped into the bed and then you guys were trying to get him out and the dog was trying to bite you.
0: Right. Yes, that is one episode. <laughs> that is but the episode. There, hey, he was that, that is correct. That is the
1: episode. Yeah. But then there was another episode where you guys went into the trailer and somebody stepped through the floor of the trailer.
0: Well, yeah, that was a that was a drug warrant. And that was a drug, you know, it's funny yeah. telling the guy that that was the point man on that drug warrant. He left me a voicemail last night. Really? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah um, anyway, these guys were big, big. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, college Division One linemen of the of the well, one of them in the eighties. So I mean, he's not real 2'45", maybe, and the other okay. one's about five eleven six foot two ninety.
1: Okay. So they are defensive linemen
0: yes and they are the ones that we it was what we call no knock search warrant so because this guy was supposed to be some badass gang member and they busted a door on his trailer and ran down the the you know typical trailer right just got a living room dining room combination little hallway with two little bedrooms and a bedroom at the very end bedroom in the middle bathroom halfway down you know what i mean yeah and they didn't make the bathroom because the floor fell in uh-huh, you know, wood rot,
1: you know, this nasty old wood rot stuff. Uh-huh. Because, But they still got their man, right? I mean, he still got the guy. Yeah,
0: because he, not only did he under, not understand that you can't sell, back in them days, you couldn't sell dope out in the county because we were deputies, you know, and 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 the sheriff was really big, you know, if you're going to sell dope, you better sell it in the city because you come out in the county, you know, he's, Buford T. Puster was his man, and, uh, but this young man was misguided and didn't understand why seven pounds, I think it was seven pounds of marijuana, wouldn't flush down a toilet. So, <laughs> bricked up out of a food compactor. Do you know how they used to do it? I don't know you're not a dope guy, but they used to do, use a food compactor, and that's what makes those nice little vacuum-packed bricks. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Oh, yeah. I've, I've Yeah, I mean, I've seen them. In- Right. So
0: stuff. not only yeah. is it, you know, it, to me it always reminded me of a little miniature alfalfa bales. You know how alfalfa hay, when you go to, or even any kind of square bale, how it flakes out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But especially so, real tight little bales. So he can't, you know, how you have to fluff it out to get it to break up a piece of hay.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, small. Oh yeah. oh
0: yeah. Okay. Well, he didn't have that. You know, the first brick he threw in the toilet and hit the flush button. You know. He was behind the curb. Hmm? It kind of kind of uh stuck up the uh just ignorant you know. I was telling somebody about that. I don't know whether my kids or what, but but the first but the first uh I was telling him just just people don't think right all the time. You you know, you know what I mean? on any given thing like you deliver in the mail sometimes you think of something ought to go zig and it should have went zag or whatever well dopers are the same way they're people too and then sometimes their mind doesn't work you know what i mean it's got it's got uh, external components that 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 mess up the picture you remember back in the old days you had that real antenna and uh, something would happen in the in the static line would go from top of the screen to the bottom or vice versa. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Exactly. So that's some of these dopers out there. So they've got a clear picture of the world, but every once in a while the static line zips down through, right? So the first meth person I ever met was in the early 90s, probably 92, 93. The sheriff called me at home and said, you need to get in here. I, you know, the dispatch called me and I got in there and the sheriff and the DEA guys were there and they had these high speed, uh, Meth dealers, and and one of them was injured. and I forgot what his injury was, but they needed somebody to because once you're arrested, you belong, you, you, you're part, you belong to the the either the state or the county or ultimately it's the state or either the state or the feds or whoever does it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So When they're yeah, arrested, yeah. yeah. They their medical coverage belongs to the government and the government has to supply somebody there to keep them from running away. So and I used to have to sit at I ended up sitting in the hospital a lot of times because the real cops didn't want to do it. Right. So what happened is and not to tell Lake Ozark story, but back in the old days, a lot of people didn't live here year round. You know. So what these guys would do, he tells me they would go down there and break into a cabin and just sit around and, this is back when they had to well, I'm going to use the term cook meth, right? And there was a, I mean everybody seemed Breaking Bad, there was a component to it, right? So this particular guy, because I actually ended up talking to him a lot after, because I had to sit there all night with him and somebody fronted him the chemicals. It was him, a du- another dude that he knew or friends with, and then a chick. So somebody fronted them the chemicals on f- thursday night friday they drove to the lake broke into a a a cabin house this was actually a little nicer house and they would do nothing but but eat and drink whatever was in the place okay because they didn't bring their own stuff and make meth and by the time they brought what they they brought what they made what they had had completed on sunday night right And he told me it was about $50,000 when they got it to Kansas City. That's what they got paid to do it. And and this is the early 90s. So imagine $50,000 in 1992 money, 93 money.
1: And we made seventy cents so far on commercials. Right. So, <laughs> right, So, I mean, I was
0: guarding him making like nineteen thousand a year or something. And you're like, how do I? And he made fifty thousand a weekend. And they had done that uh, three or four times that they know of.
1: Holy okay. moly! And that was just his cut.
0: His cut was fifty. Take- he, didn't to, he didn't have to. He didn't have to. He didn't have to buy nothing, pay nothing. He did nothing. Well, the time they got jammed up, though, they go down there, the same trio. The chick starts, one of the three, and I think it was a the chick, it, they got bored because the particular cabin they broke into didn't have a TV. Because back before TVs were $200 for a 90-inch flat screen, TVs cost money and people wouldn't leave them down there. You know? So, out of boredom on the second day she's ragging the other dude enough that he goes next door and breaks into a cabin and steals the TV rather than just
1: going into that cabin.
0: Or just, yeah, just whatever. So he breaks into this, and and his going out there and breaking into that cabin, he was spotted by one of the few people either driving down the road or living in that neighborhood year-round or whatever, and they called the owner of that cabin and said, I think somebody just broke into your cabin. And these people said, well, go see. So the neighborhood watch guy or whatever, the neighbor, he goes down there and says, well, your TV's missing. Well, call the law. We'll meet you down there. And that's how they got caught with this giant cache of, of <laughs> meth and that was back in the days. Now, you know, b- back in the old days, you know, if you had a half a pound of meth or something, I mean it was it was big news, but now the Mexicans uh, I I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. The Hispanic undocumented immigrants bring it over by the ton. I mean it ain't nothing for these guys to get twenty five, thirty pounds at a whack. They don't even cook it. You know, the old days of meth cookers and bikers and stuff down here are gone because they don't even cook it because you you could buy it, you know, from the Hispanics uh cheaper holy smokes but I know that was a lot to unpack I'm sorry I don't even know why we went down there. I don't even know what we are going to talk about tonight we went from dead know, bodies I, to trailer house to cooking meth
1: I, what I can't get over is back in the 90s how you could go pick up one of those TVs and just carry it from I, I I'd move the whole meth operation from one cabin to the next because it'd be easier than easier. a TV even easier than carrying one of those big TVs. Yeah,
0: probably, but you know they're probably strung out, or who knows? You know that—that's what I'm saying. They had the fuzzy line in their their vision that day, and they didn't. You know what I mean?
1: And it was because I'm just going the, okay. If you just paid on me TV, fifty
0: thousand bucks,
1: hmm? it wasn't just on the TV.
0: Well, if you paid me fifty thousand bucks three times in a calendar, four times in a year, he could have bought any of them cabins for seventy-five, probably back then.
1: <laughs> and you know what I mean? <laughs> and then rented them out and made some see Yeah. That's the just, problem just, that's the or problem just sit there is, and cook his own meth. I'd, I'd, but that's the problem is guys like me and you who have that kind of foresight aren't the drug aren't the meth cookers. I guess you, know, I we, don't,
0: you don't know I, that.
1: We,
0: How do you think I'm gonna finance this commercial venture of ours? Those seventy <laughs> cent revenue those seventy <laughs> cent commercials yours? <laughs> Uh,
1: listen those are million dollar commercials but we're just getting paid 70 cents just for Uh, (laughs) uh that. thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast until next time never
0: shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the
1: shadows we are out (laughs) Ha 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 ha